Welcome to Everything But The Kitchen Dank, the podcast where we discuss all things pickleball with your hosts, Rob and Andy. Okay, uh, welcome back to Everything But The Kitchen Dink. We have some very, very special guests on with us today. Very special guests. All the way from California and Las Vegas, which uh, makes me want to go there. I know, I'm so jealous. Uh, We have Uncle Greg and Bridgie. Um, They're from the podcast Third Shot Drop. Third Shot Podcast. (laughs) I'm already making a mistake. I've only just started. (laughs) Well, don't worry. (laughs) It's great to have you guys. You know, it's just... You know, like-minded people from across the pond. Yeah. You know, we're obsessed with America anyway. Um, but, <laughs> but welcome aboard. And Thank you, you, so you are actually um, real relatives. It's not just uncle like, you, you know, your friend's parents who, who you always call uncle when you're growing up. You're actual. <laughs> or like the local clown who, you know, who's always <laughs> got called uncle. Um, but you're actually properly re- related. So, yeah, so tell us about yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having both of us. And if you are ever in Las Vegas or California, I'm just going to book. Okay, yeah, we're booking now. (laughs) (laughs) We would love to host. (laughs) Yeah, we would love to. You know, when people say you you should really come over, but they don't mean it, but you do mean it. Yeah, I do do mean mean it. it. Yes, absolutely. I think that's the great part about the pickleball community is the people that you meet and the relationships that you build. So. Las Vegas, if you're ever here, I will show you the pickleball courts. Amazing. Gladly. Thank you. We might hold you to that one <laughs> yeah. one day. Yeah. So tell us I, I how you got into pickleball and your relationship. Yeah, give, give us your background, your beginning, where it all started. Well, yeah, he is my actual uncle. He's not the local clown or the, the, the close <laughs> I am the family local relative. Clown, but I'm her uncle too. <laughs> But um, yeah, so growing up, my uncle and I would always play sports together. So we've done everything from like kickball to softball leagues. Um, He was kind of my go-to person to have those fun activities with. But then in the recent years, I've moved to Las Vegas. I grew up in California and I discovered pickleball and immediately I was like, okay, I need to get uncle on board with this. So during his visit, he came over and I was like, do you want to come play pickleball? He's like, I didn't bring anything. I think I lent him some of my sweatpants from like high school (laughs) or something. He's like, I don't have, I didn't bring anything to go play pickleball. I was like, well, here's some sweatpants. Like we're going. And it was, you know, history. So So how long ago was that? That was back in, what was it? 2021, 22. It was about two years ago. It was about two years ago now that uh, when... You first introduced it to me, but that's not really what got us into pickleball. Okay. What what really got us into pickleball was maybe three months after she introduced it to me, she gives me a call or a text and she goes, uncle, there's a reality television show that's auditioning people down for pickleball. Yeah, we spoke about that. Are you interested in doing it? And I go, heck yeah, we're going (laughs) We're going to go to this audition. <laughs> we had no expectation that we were going to be on the show. We just wanted to have a story to tell at Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. I mean, we just wanted to have something fun to tell at the, the family get-togethers. But we went to the audition. And Bridgie, what happened? Yeah, um, well, we got auditioned. Um, and like he said, we were not expecting to hear anything back. But they did call us back. And we did get to be a part of this pilot episode. It, I don't think it got picked up or anything, but it was so okay. much fun. 
Um, it lasted, recording lasted about two days. We got to go to this, they rented out this house that had a pickleball court in the backyard here in Las Vegas, right? That's like everybody, every pickleball player's dream is to own a house like this. Yeah, absolutely. It was fantastic. So we had a cocktail hour and then the next day we had our tournament and come the tournament time, this was like our first time playing any sort of competitive pickleball with each other. So I was a little nervous. Uncle was hyped. And <laughs> the winds in Las Vegas was like, what was it? Like 17 to 20 mile per hour winds. It was wow. crazy. Yeah. So that's a it lot got up to over 25 miles an hour at times. It was, yeah, it was really the, the ball was just blowing everywhere. So are you playing outside then generally? Yes. In Las Vegas, I think our our first indoor court is opening, or maybe it opened this past month, but um, up until then, it was all out, outdoor courts. Only. So you're playing in the morning, early morning or late at night? I assume you're not playing during the day. <laughs> yeah, we play all the time. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> you're lucky to be able to do that. I, I thought the same thing, that, you know, living in Las Vegas, it's just too hot to play during the days, but Bridgie tells me you just get used to it. And even yeah. when it's 110, you're still out there. You're still out there playing. I'm sweating thinking about it. Andy took me once to play at that temperature. It nearly killed me. So never again. <laughs> yeah. You do have to take a lot more water breaks. But, yeah. you know, when you're playing, you just kind of forget about everything else that's going on. You're not even really thinking that it's hot until you go to serve and you're kind of like, woo, maybe I, I need a water break because I'm getting to high <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So do you two play at the same level? Do you play together or how does that work? Well, uncle is better than me. I will put that out there. Yeah. He is definitely a better player than I am. Um, okay. But when we play in tournaments together, we do play around the same level, right? We play together in the tournaments. Okay. That's okay. Cool. Any arguments yeah. on the court or do you get along quite well? <laughs> no, we get along. We get along really well. That's the beautiful thing about Bridgie and I yeah. is our chemistry on the court. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, teams that stack or, you know, they try to yeah. pick on the woman or, you yes. know, try to bully and that type of thing. And it usually doesn't happen with us because Bridgie's being modest. She's saying that I'm a better player than her. She's a very good player herself. Okay. So when they try to pick on her, they, they realize very quickly that's not going to work. So <laughs> yeah, she can hold her own. She can definitely hold her own. So Amazing. We, we do all right. Okay, so are you obviously? If you, how far away are you um, geographically? Because how does it work with practicing? We that that's the thing. That's the hard part. We are far from each other, so it's about an hour and a half flight or a wow. nine hour drive. Oh my God. So you are far. So yeah. we don't get to play with one another very often. Um, but when he does come out to Las Vegas to visit, um, he's here for like a week at a time and he'll stay with me and everything. So we get some good amount of playing time in. That's brilliant. Okay. So how many tournaments have you done together? What are your successes? And <laughs> How many tournaments have we played together, Bridgie? It's about four or five now. Yeah, I think it's about four or five. Four do you have five tournaments? tournaments. Do you have tournaments on a regular basis over there? I mean, if you wanted to go in a tournament, like for example, next week, would there be one available? They're not that available, but okay. we just played. We just played the PPA event in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, 
a couple, two or three weeks ago. And that mm -hmm. was a fantastic experience, just being right next to Tyson McGuffin or oh, wow. Ben Johns. I mean, they're just literally playing in the courts next to you. That's you know, amazing. One of their, yeah, one of their competitions. And, you know, you feel so bad when you miss at a ball and it flies into their court, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how people feel like... Uh, you know, when we have big tournaments playing next to us. <laughs> that's what I've heard. Right? <laughs> uh, your reputation has come all the way over here to California. I've heard that. We're getting out there, aren't we? We are getting out there. <laughs> so tell me what made you um, decide to do a podcast? Because um, we were talking about it for a long time before we actually took the step and said, you know what? Let's have a laugh. Let's talk about pickleball. We absolutely love it. So how did you get involved? What made you want to do it? So it all kind of spurred from that um, reality TV show that we tried out for. Okay. And it was Uncle's idea, so I'm going to let him give all the inside scoop about it. But um, he does have a history in podcasting, so that's kind of okay. what started. Right. Yeah, so the third co-host that we have, his name is Russ. Russ and I used to work together, and he started podcasting with me, doing a sales podcast. And it was mostly internal. And then the COVID hit. And he decided to do his own podcast, and it was called um, This Is Today. And he would talk about what happened on this date in history, right? And he would go okay. back all over around the world. And he would do a daily podcast. And then he came to me after doing it maybe for six months, and he goes, Greg, I think we should do a business podcast. I mean, we had so much fun doing the internal one. Let's just let the world know all the stuff that we want to talk about regarding business. So we started what's called DIY for business. We're still doing it today. So I think we've been doing it for three years now. Okay. And um, so I've had such a great time doing podcasts when Bridgie invited me to do the reality show. And we started kind of having an introduction to a lot of people within the pickleball community. I go, this is something that I think we could make a pretty popular podcast about. And, uh, you know, it, it was kind of right when it was booming. I mean, you guys did it around the same time we did, you know, a year ago or so. Yeah. And, you know, the sport has just grown so fast. Absolutely. And there's just so many people to talk to and topics to talk about. So I thought this is a great opportunity and we love doing it. We love talking. We love playing. So let's put together a podcast. So that's Excellent. I mean, you're probably the same as us. We found that we were talking about it the whole time. We might as well might do a well, podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so I don't know. Are, are, you're both married, correct? Uh, at the moment, yes. Yeah. At the <laughs> moment, okay. Just about <laughs> hanging it together at the well, moment, yeah. yeah. Well, they, uh, well, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you talk about pickleball so much that your wives just get sick of it? Uh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, our wives are not interested in pickleball in the slightest. Um, I come in winning a medal and I go I've won a medal so like, all right okay yeah I mean I you know I said to my wife come and watch at the at the nationals yeah. last week and then they're not they're, they're happy for us um you know occasionally we get you know moaning that we're not home enough but then when we're home too much they want to get rid of us <laughs> so you know you yeah. can't you can't win sometimes but yeah it's um it's good I mean I mean, my wife's not very sporty. She's never been really very sporty. I don't know. Eric, no, your no, wife's no, not really sporty. So they don't, I don't, they don't, I guess they don't get it. I mean, until you've actually played pickleball and got involved in the social side of it and the whole fun side of things, you know, it's hard to grasp it if you've never done it. Uh, I think if they tried it, 
they get it, you know. But what, what what are your backgrounds from a racket sport point of view? Did did you have a background in racket sports? And are you both married? <laughs> I am not <laughs> married, and I do not have a background in racquetball sports. Um, I started well. I was a soccer player and a softball player primarily growing up. Um, I played very competitive for both sports. And then um, as I got older and kind of faded away from playing those really intense sports that I could get hurt playing, I found <laughs> pickleball and I was like, well, this is cool. I can still be competitive and still have a good time. And it was exciting too to to learn a new sport kind of later on in life. Okay. So Andy, Andy, you I know you're a big football fan. Yes. Brid- Bridgie was very, very good. Uh, she was she was being recruited by some D1 colleges here in America. Okay, that's cool. Oh, I, I'm I'm the just going to say concussions got in the way, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I still think I'm. I don't think I'm out of place saying this, but I think you could get in Manchester United's first team right now. <laughs> Are they not doing so hot? <laughs> No, is that your team, we're not Andy? talking about football. <laughs> is that your team? That's my team. He's Manchester okay. City and Manchester oh, United. So that yeah, sense. funny rival <laughs> team. So I I have a um a long history in athletics, but not very much in racket sports. To be honest with you, I was a baseball player, so I played some semi-pro baseball. Uh, played high-level golf. Uh, in fact, I'm a, okay. a golf coach right now for a high school team. Oh, amazing. Um, bowling, <laughs> of all things. <laughs> uh, you know, and I was just kind of, you know, the kid that would play any sport, right? Basketball, football, it really didn't matter. Um, so I played a little tennis, rec tennis. Okay. But And we had a ping pong table at the house, but I never really was a, a competitive player in any of those sports. But it seemed to come fairly natural when, when Bridgie got me on the pickleball courts. But I think that's the thing that cooks everybody. Yeah. It feels 100%. like, yeah, yeah, it feels like, oh, my gosh, I could learn this. I could do I could this. Yeah. This. Yeah. yeah. Could, and then before you know, it, you threw in the paddle at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> or your partner. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the, the overriding factor here is, I mean, we didn't really come, you know, we, we dabbled yeah. a little bit. It, with racket sports but never on a competitive level in fact we've never done anything competitively no. but the fact that we are so driven whatever we playing you know we used to play fifa on the xbox that yeah. as a team and you know even that you know we was just so, so competitive, competitive and yeah it's true and i think that that's the uh the common factor amongst all of us really now i don't know if you know this but um i'm a bit of a, a paddle freak <laughs> I seem to change my paddles quite often. So I'm curious to know what sort of paddles do you use? Uh, do you have a favorite paddle, uh, a go-to paddle? So tell us about that. Yes. Well, fortunately for us with our podcast, we've gotten to try out a lot of different paddles. Amazing. Um, as you can see, the an uncle's um, background yes. there, he has four, but that's only four, and it's only a small portion of his collection or our collection and Robert um, buys four a day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I'm I'd be you, interested Robert. in, yeah, I want to hear what you're playing with over there, but um, a oh, couple of my you. favorites, there's a company called Komodo and they have Katana. I always get them Komodo. flipped, but it's the Katana. And that okay. one's made with a Kevlar surface, which okay, we I had, don't think we had a, a Kevlar. Of. Okay. Yeah. 
There's a, there's a company called one. Something Apes that do a Kevlar one. I think they do a Kevlar one. Um, I think that's what the name of the company, Something Apes, if I remember rightly. Okay. Anyway, so sorry, go on. So that's the. Are you using that one at the moment? I love that one. Yes, that's okay. kind of like my go-to one that I I pick up usually. So what do you like what about, about you? it? Oh. Well, the spin on it is fantastic. So okay. maybe coming from a softball sport, my my swing was always like from the side. So I would get kind of like this crooked spin on it. Okay. Um, so I've been really trying to focus on getting a top spin on it. And that one has really helped me with it without putting too much effort on my end, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which doesn't speak very highly of my athleticism, but uh, the paddle has I know what you mean. a lot. The paddle does the work. <laughs> Yeah. Let the paddle do the work, exactly. And what about you, if Uncle? If you can, why not? <laughs> what are you using? You know, Robert, it's uh, it's very interesting because of the podcast. I'm basically using whichever paddle is sent to okay, us for okay. us to review. I get that. You so know? too much and choice. I, yeah. You know, so I think the most recent uh, interview we did with a paddle company is with a company called Pickle, yep. P-C-K-L. Okay. And um, they have a pro series paddle. Bridgie's got one on her wall right now. She's got the 16 millimeter. This is the 13 millimeter. Okay. So I've been playing with this paddle recently just to get ready for the show and right. to be able to give something accurate to talk about. Yes. So I try to get as many games in as possible with the paddles that, you know, we're reviewing. So this last one, the one I just showed you, the pickle, the PCKL pro series 13, I really like a lot. Okay. Uh, it's light. You know, it has a lot of power, but it doesn't, it's it's very forgiving. The sweet spot on that paddle is huge. Really? And okay. yeah, and I'm not, I'm not a, a pro level player where I'm hitting the sweet spot on my paddle every time. So that little forgiveness really yeah, helps a lot. Helps. Yeah. Yeah. I could and, do with that. And, and I have, I have, uh, you know, I have carpal tunnel on my wrist. Okay. And, and it's kind of irritates my elbow when I miss it. And uh, so, you know, having a bigger sweet spot has helped me with the, and I have something for you, Robert, actually. Okay. Because I know uh, you were talking a little bit about your tendonitis issue. Yes. Yeah. It's um, right. Yeah. I've just started doing some exercises for it, but um, go on. What have you got? So I have, we had, a, we had our guest on, his name is Justin Fareed and he owns a company okay. called ProBand. And Pro this Band. is. This is called the Need It. The Need It. Right. Okay. And, and you can see the little V here. You put it right underneath your kneecap. Okay. You kind of strap it in, and there's magnets on both sides, and it keep, gives it support, and it strengthens the um, it strengthens the knee. So I have tendonitis as well. Okay. And I tried this uh, device out, the Need It, and it was a game changer for me. Really? It's a game. I need it. <laughs> that's why that's why they did and then they also have one called the bandit which you okay. put on your forearm oh, right underneath kind of your your elbow area and that helps with pickleball elbow so and are they american company can we get that in the uk it is american company oh, yeah okay. they're out of well, southern california them. okay but it's i think called they Pro do Band. ship internationally though because didn't you find it on amazon as well their products are yeah. on amazon okay so amazing oh I'll have a look into that it thank works. you Great. Okay, that, that, I had yeah, elbow problems too. <laughs> so, who doesn't? <laughs> how often are you guys actually able to play then? Or are you are you literally playing every day? Oh, I wish I had time to play every day. 
I have a regular eight to five job. I have a second job. I have the podcast. So between all of that, I probably play like two or three times a week, unfortunately. Um, I, I would love to play every day though. And how long are the sessions when you do get to play? Oh my gosh. At least two hours. Right. There's a huge complex um, that I go to in Las Vegas. It's called the Sunset Park Pickleball Complex. There's 23, 24 courts out oh, there. Gosh. And You're so, killing me here. Yeah, it's You're beautiful. killing me. Yeah. With lights too. Oh. So in the evenings, it gets packed um, anywhere from like maybe five to about 10. And the courts close at 11. Five to 10, it, it's hard to even find a court. So you just throw really? your paddle down and try to jump on and circulate. But yeah, you're not at a loss for finding someone to play with out here. That's crazy. That's absolutely amazing. I mean, we don't even have courts. You no. know, really? Yeah. yeah. We, we have to use badminton courts indoors. So indoor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we wouldn't play outdoor here anyway. You yeah, know, the weather's so It'd be water pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I heard your podcast, and, and you guys were at Nationals, and then you guys are talking about red tape. Yes. So yes. Are, are, are they taping out basketball courts? Or tennis what courts. Kind of courts yeah, tennis, they're tennis courts. courts. Yeah, so they're marking out four pickleball courts on a tennis court. So, I mean, at, at the um, English Open, which I believe was the largest, uh, yeah, outside, outside the largest of tournament outside of America, they actually had rollout courts. Okay. But mm. we couldn't do that at this other venue because it was smaller and the rollout courts take up too much space. Yeah. You wouldn't get as many courts, and it's oversubscribed here. So for us, it was a dream come true playing on proper pickleball courts. I mean, they were outdoor courts as well, so they're proper outdoor courts. But, you know, the red lines that we had to play on, it's just, it's not the same. Yeah, and there's other lines there and it can get confusing. Yeah. Yeah. I heard I heard you got confused one time, Andy. <laughs> it doesn't. He's always getting confused. <laughs> it doesn't take much. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it was, Yeah. I'd like to think that was the reason we lost. <laughs> well, congratulations, well, I, though. Both of you did so thank well. You. Thank, thank you. you. Yes, and, congratulations. But, you know, we just had a conversation before uh, we came on air with you that, you know, I'm feeling very frustrated at the moment because I'm very competitive and I don't want to just go to the next tournament at four and just make up the numbers. I, I want to figure out how to get to that next level. And it's very frustrating for us not having courts here. And having to, mm. and also working, you know, it, it really sucks yeah. that I have to work. Yeah. yeah. Who needs a job? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know. Just, mm. just do pickleball. I'd like to win the lottery, but I don't even <laughs> buy a ticket. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. So how often do you two get to play then? A couple of times a week yeah. at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're talking about maybe trying to do some drilling on another night or another morning. So we're hopefully going to get that sorted. Um, and work on a bit more tactical play as well, because we need to sort of, now we're going up levels, we need to start thinking about more tactical play um, as well. So we're going to try and work on yeah. that. So I don't know if you heard also, we mentioned Dupa in our last episode. Uh, yeah. Tell me your thoughts on yeah, Dupa. Is it, is it just us? Does it work for you over there? Is it quick, updating? I mean, tell us about it. So I haven't really had a chance to use Duper too much. Um, when I first got on, there was no Duper events in Las Vegas. And so since then, I haven't even gone back to try. I'm sure that it's picked up, but Uncle uses it pretty frequently, right? 
Yeah, I've been uh, doing duper events. My club that I'm a member of, uh, they'll have a duper tournament every week. Like wow. Thursday night is, is duper night. Right? So wow, okay. they'll, they'll have different level duper tournaments. Like they'll have a 3-0 and less tournament. They'll have a 3-0 to 3-0 plus tournament, you know, those types okay. of things. And I helped organize one recently. So I'm learning more about duper, but it has its flaws. And, um, you know, I think it, it kind of changed, they changed their algorithms a little bit uh, with the newer players and getting their immediate ratings. It's, I don't know, you know, there's sandbagging that goes on. So you can definitely, <laughs> yeah, someday, you yeah. can definitely yeah. impact your, your deeper <laughs> rating. And, and, and then we've even run across a number of people that just want a high duper rating and they got friends that are like four or fives and say, oh yeah, just say you played against us. I'll, I'll yeah. approve it, you know, and then it, it moves their rating up. Uh, so, yeah, you know, there's, a, there's, there's some flaws that are, yeah. you know, that need to be worked out, but there's really nothing else out there. No, that's, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. There's no yeah. competition. And nothing's going to be perfect. But from what you're saying, Bridget, you, you don't actually have a duper rating. I don't. Mm-mm. Okay, and and then again, that's the other issue that people like we played um, some people who didn't have a rating, so our rating didn't go up, and now they're on oh. duper, they're they're up at four, 4.5. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, so it's it, I guess you're never going to get a perfect system, and you know, we always want a bad boy to moan about, and I guess it's going to be duper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it is at the moment. <laughs> you never replied to my email, by the way. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> You know, Duper's listening right now. So, okay. (laughs) Reply to my email. (laughs) We don't mind. Yeah. Uh, Is there anything you want to ask us before we uh, finish? I I do have a question for you because uh, I know that you came to America and you went over to the Diadem Complex and you got to check out that. uh, It's amazing. It's amazing. We've interviewed, uh, in fact, our first interview was with Kevin McLaughlin. He's a, he's a, an employee over at Diadem, and we have one of their top junior players, Kyle. Um, what's Kyle's last name? Kelman. Thank you, Bridgie. Kyle Kelman, <laughs> he's one of their younger players. He's an up-and-comer. I think he's, what, 14, 15, and he's playing against yeah, the adults. Yeah, Amazing. Anyway, my question is, it's like, okay, you got to see the complex. You got to see pickleball in America. How does it differ? And, and speaking of duper, like, does a 4.0 in America equate to a 4.0 in, in England? You're opening up a whole can of worms here. <laughs> I want to hear it. I want to hear okay, it. Okay, so I'll answer the one about the um, okay. the complex. And I'll okay. answer the one about ratings. Um, complex, it was like it was like going to pickleball heaven for me. <laughs> it was not just the fact that they had purpose-built courts that were inside. It was the fact that they had all kinds of tournaments, all kinds of leagues, all kinds of clinics, rec play. It was just, it was just amazing. It was everybody's pickleball answers. And also coming from a pickleball background where you struggle to find any courts, let alone well, pickleball courts, badminton courts, because we're competing, especially in the winter, when we call up to get court availability, you know, there might be people playing indoor football, you know, so we're not just competing with badminton or tennis. Um, Luckily, we've got a regular slot now, but going on to three, four, five nights a week, it's just, it's it's never going to happen. 
you know, we, I we mean, would love it, to have a, a dedicated play. I mean, there is one that has just opened um, probably about an hour and a half away from where we live. Um, it's the first one, really, uh, indoor pickleball place. They have three courts, proper courts. Um, but again, you know, it's just a bit too far for us to start traveling to go there. But but even the fact that taking the complex away, I would get up in the morning and I would go. There would be, you know, a whole host of venues to choose from outside. I would play every morning and it would just every you know, I would ask people, when do you play? And they would say, oh, every day. And if there's no game, I'll just go and drill for an hour. You know, I want I was crying inside. <laughs> so when are you moving to Florida? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I keep asking people to buy my business, but nobody is. So at the moment, <laughs> I have to work to pay the bills. I'm ready to move. <laughs> but you're, you're coming. I, you know, you're coming across the pond. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love. To. It's not that easy. We can't just come and live there. No. Also, my mother-in-law still lives there, so I have to be careful. You know. You know. <laughs> I've said too much. I've said too much. Okay, moving on. The the only way for well, I don't think you can. As a UK resident, just come and live in the state. No, I would have to go maybe six months or three months. And I'd have to marry an American yeah. girl, so you know. Yeah, and you already <laughs> said you're never getting married again. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's everything. Well, you have another question. Well, Robert, so, you yeah. gotta tell us about the rating system. What what the uh, oh, so yes. what's the four O like? Of course. So um, we've had we've got a guy actually coming to our club at the moment who is. Um, he play. He lives in America. He's from the UK. He's married to a pickleball pro over there. Um, he is a four point five, um, and he came and he played. And he, he's a good player. He's a really good player. Um, I think there's a difference. You can see the difference in his quality. There's a difference to a four point five player in America to a four point five player over here. I would say. Um, I actually, when I was in Florida, I went to um, a place called Clear One. Also, when I was in Texas, I went to another place and played with some guys whose ratings were fours, four, five. I think it's very mixed. Uh, to summarise, I think there's a whole mix. I think some players are really good, and I would say, yes, they are 4.5. Others are not. Um, so I don't know if that's down to the duper rating, um, and that's the reason for that. But we get guys that come over sometimes and they say, yeah, I'm a 4.5. And I'd say they were a 3.5. Um, so a massive, a massive difference. But then there's other guys that do come over and say I'm a 4.5 and they are a 4.5. So, right. yeah, I think there's a mixed bag in there. And I think the longer it goes on, it'll get ironed out a bit more. But but I also think that we have a problem with duper. Our dupers only get um, updated, really. Well, the two main tournaments in the year and then the odd Thing here and there and yeah. that's the problem because we had a tournament last week and it probably won't be updated for another few months because oh, there's wow. so many people that enter so there's a so if i went to america my rating would be different than what my rating says and that really so really we we need to yeah. move away from worrying too much about ratings well we don't because it does mean that when you do enter a competition and they ask for your rating it needs to be you know if you if your rating suddenly goes down over here because for whatever reason and you're a 3.8, but you want to enter in America at 4.0, I mean, how strict are they? Yeah, they, they probably wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let you play. No, no. exactly. So it, it does affect you. It does because when it takes three to four months to update. Yeah. 
that's the problem. So yeah, it's not perfect. Yeah, it's not perfect. But, um, but hey so ho, I'll come, you, I'm coming when to Vegas. Nationals, when you entered nationals, it's self-rated. You could you could put in anything you wanted. Um, no, I mean it, it does go by duper. But for example, we had the open in August, which we won at three point five, and Robert went up, went over a four, but not until the application had been done for the nationals last week. So people okay. people go for say three point five, but by the time the tournament comes around, they're a four. I see. Um, so, so then I, do you I, get booted, or does it? No, it's at the time no, of year. No, it's yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I'm sure there's sandbagging going on, but I don't think it's as bad here as it as from what I've well, heard I in think America. Well, it's a lot smaller here. Um, everyone seems to know everyone in the community, so a lot of people will know sort of what rating you are because they've seen you yes, play. Yes, a lot. We we know each other here. That's yeah, the that's the difference right. at the moment. So it's not big enough yet to sort of you know have that because everyone does sort of know. I'd, and they'd know if you were sandbagging because they know really what level you're playing yeah. at. So what level do you guys play at? We played up to 3-5. Okay. Yeah, so we either play 3-5 or 3-0, depending on the tournament, depending on how many teams, that that whole thing. So. Okay, do you, do you plan to go to 4 and 4.5? And... Is there a plan? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I want or a you wish. To answer at the same time I don't know. And see what each of you said. <laughs> well, I would love to be able to get up there, but with the amount of t like time that I have to dedicate to practicing and drilling and talking with people and um, them sharing their story on how they get better, they spend a lot of time yeah. just drilling like hours a day. And yeah. I wish I had that amount of time to dedicate, but I think right now I'm just like a competitive three point something. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. That's fine. And would yeah. you would you um, ever think about leaving America? Not that you really need to to come and do some competitions over here or in Europe. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing, Uncle. You want to go to Europe and do a tournament? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing is is Robert inviting us right now? Of course, yeah. That's the case. Yeah. That... You can stay here, no problem. We can we can do the English <laughs> Open. Yeah, English Open is what you we get a lot of um, people from around the world coming to the English Open. Yeah, that we had a lot from so America come over. Yeah, so that's that's going to be July, August. In fact, we played a couple of guys from America. Yeah. One was a pickleball coach in the States. So, oh, yeah. wow. We do how, get a lot how, of people from America. How, was, how, did, how did he play? Well, it was actually our toughest match of the whole tournament. It was, yeah. That was the quarterfinal, and we, we scraped through. But that we, we said at the time game. that was our toughest game. Yeah. So I have one more question for the two of you. Okay. And it, it, it's, it's talk about indoor facilities because we just recently interviewed a, a, a guy who's opening up 20, right, Bridgie? He's opening yeah, up 20 was... locations wow. in the state of Texas, indoor locations in the state of Texas. Wow. Over time. And he's, and he's starting his first one. And I was just curious, like, if somebody were to, like a developer, wanted to come over to England and open I'm up. like him where this is going. Would would they be successful? Like he's opening up courts that are having like fifteen to twenty courts in each facility. Would that work in England? Well, I think so. I, I think the problem with the UK is um, obviously America is huge and it's vast, and you have all these a lot of massive buildings over there. We do, to be fair, we have big buildings, but the cost for us to get one of these buildings with the rent and the rates. 
it's astronomical. So is it big enough here yet for that to sustain it? I don't think so. Finan financially, maybe not, but but we don't know what the financials are that are involved. If they come over and they take over a tennis centre that, that isn't, because tennis isn't massively popular here, but we have tennis centres. I mean, there's one in Manchester uh, that, you know, I don't know, it might might never be used. It might not, it might be very underutilised. And if somebody from America wanted to come over and convert a centre that was already there, that might be a better option. I think it's going to happen. Um, and I think now's the time for someone to get on the front foot with it. Definitely. I mean, we don't care if someone comes and loses a load of money as long as it's that. <laughs> as long as we can up. play there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the the indoor location that you were referring to earlier, how much do they charge to play there? Um, well, we have four courts there. On no, the, the one in Telford. Oh, the one in Telford. Uh, I don't think it's a lot, honestly. I think it's like four pounds a person. So like 20 pound an hour for a court, maybe. Oh, I see. Okay. But I think if you if you put something Don't in like, me on uh, that because I'm not 100 percent. But, you know, if you have not a, expensive. a pickable shop in there and you have a restaurant and a cafe and a bar, and yeah. you know, then I'm sure somebody with a business mind better than ours can make it work with more money than us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, if you know anybody that wants to, you know, we're almost like a sleeping giant here. We're, yeah. You know, we started our club uh, that was it was a three point five plus club. And Robert's turning people away. Daily. On, yeah, on a daily basis. So the demand is there. Yeah. But I don't think the outside of the pickleball community, nobody really knows yet what pickleball is. Mm. But it is game. So if popular. we go there, Uncle, we got to be above a 3.5. So no, you're always welcome club. to call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm a coach. I, you know, I can help you with a few things as well. So. Ah, perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm coming down to visit you later this month, so we'll have to get our practice in. We'll we'll, we'll be ready. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, it's been absolutely yeah, it's a been pleasure amazing. to have you on the show. It's been really nice to chat to you, to see what it's like from the other side of the pond. And um, it's been lovely. And as I say, hopefully we'll get you on again at some point. Yeah, and hopefully the start of a beautiful friendship here. Yeah. Definitely. And we are definitely coming to Vegas. <laughs> yes, come on wives. over. <laughs> Thank you so and, much for having us. Oh, you're so and, and the invitation is to come on our show as well. We'd love to have We'd you on to. Third Shot Podcast. We'd love We're to there. come on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to put Brilliant. it together. Then. Okay. Um, yeah. So thank you very much. Okay. Enjoy thank your you. Sunday. Thank you. Cheers.